Lisa Carmody here and welcome to Lisa's Wedding World, a podcast for brides, bridesmaids, wedding guests or those who simply love weddings. On this episode, I chat to Rachel Ivey all about her own wedding day. Rachel shares with me the details of planning a wedding from abroad, her own signature wedding guest style, and she takes us back to her romantic engagement in Japan. I do hope you enjoy this episode of Lisa's Wedding World. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, so I suppose we'll get to the wedding in a moment. Um, this has kind of come about it, from a, a post you put on Instagram a few weeks ago about your your own wedding. And I just thought I have to chat to to Rachel and get her own advice for brides. And, you know, we all love hearing about other people's weddings. And especially at the moment, we want some good stories and, you know, um, tales of weddings gone by. So just First of all, take us back to the engagement and maybe a little bit about your other half. You know, did you have any idea that there was a proposal coming? Um, no, I didn't, I suppose. I mean, we were together a couple of years. We were together about four years at the time. And we had kind of, you know, discussed wanting to get engaged. And, you know, it was always like, oh, one day when we get engaged, we'll do this or we'll do that. Or, you know, if we were at weddings ourselves, we'd say like, oh, wouldn't this be cool to have at our wedding kind of a thing. So. I kind of knew like we were both on the same page kind of a thing mm-hmm. but I didn't um when he actually asked me you know I was completely shocked we were actually on a uh, holiday in Japan at the time wow it, it was um yeah we had a, a really nice um two and a half week trip planned in China and Japan so we'd already been to China to visit friends and we were in Japan and uh, I didn't know this at the time obviously but we had um visited a place called Kyoto first and he had originally planned to propose there but decided when we got there it was um way too touristy way too packed and it, it obviously just didn't happen so mm-hmm. there was a last minute trip to um, Mount Fuji plant and it wasn't on our itinerary and I'm a real planner and mm-hmm. you know I like to have everything organized and I, I wasn't really mad on the idea of going because um it was a whole day it was when we were in Tokyo and it was a whole day out of the the uh, Tokyo itinerary and I was like oh, I'm not really that you know I'm not really a madman the whole day be gone and we can't even climb it because it wasn't climbing season blah 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 but he convinced me anyway and um I remember thinking <laughs> stupidly after he proposed um <laughs> we, got, we had to get up really early that morning to catch a train and I was like oh it's like seven o'clock in the morning I'm not putting any makeup on I'm just going to <laughs> put sunglasses on and go and I last minute as we were running out the hotel door, I was like, oh, do you know what? The train's like two hours. I'll grab my makeup bag. It'll be something to do. on. <laughs> It'll be something to pass the two hours on the train. And I remember thinking like shortly afterwards, God, thank God now I put, I, I grabbed the makeup bag for this. <laughs> put a bit of makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was lovely. It was at the, it was at the kind of a lake around Mount Fuji. Um, wow. We had planned a picnic and, you know, friends afterwards said, did you not cop on? Like, you know, going to Mount Fuji and plan the picnic but I honestly didn't because I suppose that wouldn't be hugely unusual for my husband to suggest something like that you know like oh let's go on a nice walk and um take a picnic kind of a thing so mm-hmm. we had um we when we got there there was lots of public picnic benches and I was starving and we'd gotten a train and a bus and it was three hours to get there and I was just dying to get the food out 
and I kept saying, well, we'll sit here, we'll sit here. And he was like, no, no, we'll move on, we'll move on. And um, it was obviously too <laughs> packed there. So we'd walked like a not far, two minutes down. And I was like, there's not even tables here. We're going to have to sit on the stones. And I was given out. <laughs> and um, we came across kind of a quieter area. And there actually happened to be um, kind of randomly enough, uh, a really old abandoned um, rowboat. And it was just pulled up on the shore. And I said, oh, look, will we just sit in this? Like, you know, I don't want to sit on the ground. It's kind of wet. Mm. So we got in there and straight away, um, I said, oh, you know what? This is gorgeous, like really gorgeous views of Mount Fuji. Let me hop out and get a picture. So I, he was like, no, no, come on, Rachel. We'll just sit and eat the food. You were saying you were starving. But I was like, no, 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 let's get a picture. So I hopped out, took the camera, ran back. And I was calling them and I was saying, Ian, turn around, let me take a picture. And I've taken a few pictures and in the pictures that I've taken, you can actually see him. He had a backpack with him. So you can see in one picture, he's kind of bending down, obviously rooting for the ring. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, hey, turn around, turn around. Um, anyway, took the snap of him, walked back. And as I was kind of walking back, he was just there on one knee and I was completely shocked and I think I kept saying, is this real? Is this, are you joking? Is this a joke? <laughs> uh, he wasn't joking. <laughs> he was probably like, just let me do it. You, you, you're trying to stop me all morning. And I suppose it was at the end of your trip as well. So it was a, it was a nice surprise before you, you came home. Yeah, it was, I think, in the last maybe three or four days or something. And he had asked my dad, um, we were living in Abu Dhabi at the time. So he had rang my dad um, probably two weeks before that, before we'd even set off for China to ask my dad um, you know or to tell my dad what he was going to do and um, my dad is like me he's like impatient and nosy and he was like texting Ian all the time have you done it have you done it like when are you doing it and Ian was like I don't know because I, I think he he knew it wasn't going to be China because we were staying with friends in China mm-hmm. and um, yeah so he kind of had an idea he was going to do it in one place didn't work out but he was like oh your dad is non-stop on the phone to me when are you doing it have you done it yet <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. And so you you said there you were living in Abu Dhabi. So then how long was your kind of engagement time? And was, was your planning time in Abu Dhabi for a wedding in Ireland? Or how did that work out? Yeah, so we were living in Abu Dhabi at the time. And um, we got engaged in in the April, um, April 2017. And we were married then July 2018. So it was about 15 mm. months, 14, 15 months. Um, I, I know like friends of mine since have, um, kind of said, God, how, how did you do it in that length of time? But to be honest, I didn't feel like it was very rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even from Abu Dhabi, it, I, I found it quite easy to be honest, because now, oh, well, not now with COVID, but I mean, now in these times, like everything is kind of done via phone and email anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So I found that like once we'd kind of decided, um, on kind of the main things we wanted then it was just a matter of kind of sending a few emails seeing what was available um but yeah I mean people have said to me god how did you how did you find planning a wedding from abroad but I have to say I didn't find it hugely different the only thing would be obviously that we couldn't go and view things that was Mm -hmm. kind of annoying um but luckily when I when we got engaged about two weeks later, I had already planned to fly home. Now I was flying home by myself. My one of my best friends was getting married, so I was flying home for a couple of days for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, I suppose before we went, I went home. I had said we well, we'd looked online and kind of 
I think the first thing we agreed on was kind of the area because I'm from Dublin he's from Wexford so we wanted somewhere that was kind of in the middle that wasn't huge meant traveling for either um family so we'd kind of agreed on a rough area and kind of I suppose looked up a few places online looked at prices that kind of a thing and we'd narrowed down to three or four so when I when I um was home for my friend's wedding I was able to go and view those so that was actually very handy um and once I came back then I kind of you know had all the details and pictures mm-hmm. and everything so we were able to decide together then and were you in Abu Dhabi right up until your wedding then in the the 2018 um yeah so and we went back after as well so that that probably was a bit stressful Mm. um everything you know booking planning wise to be honest I I didn't find well I've obviously never planned a wedding from home but I didn't find it from what my friends have told me or from what I've seen with friends and family I didn't find it hugely different to be honest but Mm -hmm. um we got married on the 14th 14th of July and I finished work on the 30th of June and just lucky as well that I finished that year that um that year we finished on the 30th because I'm in I'm a primary school teacher so in mm. Ireland you kind of have the standard school year it's from September to June in Abu Dhabi it can change a little bit so the previous year I had finished um kind of around the, the first week of July um it's based on you know different holidays and stuff yes. but I I was kind of like dying to see the school calendar to to know oh god I'm getting married which time do I you don't have want to, yeah <laughs> I don't want to be landing in you know a few days before but luckily I finished the 30th we actually flew out that that very night that we got our holidays and so I did have exactly I landed Friday morning and I got married Saturday two weeks later so mm-hmm. I had two weeks um I said to myself I swore to myself okay I'm going to spend the first week you know getting everything done doing all the last minute bits whatever I had to tie up and then the the week before the wedding I had said I'm going to make sure everything is done and I'm going to spend the week enjoying it relaxing but it didn't work like that Mm. I'd say probably got it probably probably went right up until you know a day or two before beforehand yeah just when you're Mm. at home as well like there are certain things you can't do until you're home that Mm -hmm. that is one thing you know little things like I suppose like little bits of I did do a good bit of the kind of decor um that kind of stuff myself Mm. so um things like that that I had to finish off that I actually had to be physically home for and then dropping them up to the venue things like that um but but overall um I I did find the planning process I I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the word stressful I'd say like overall it was very easy obviously there were times when I was you know stressed about certain things but um Mm. Do you know what a friend of mine actually got engaged um the same actually the same day as me um in Abu Dhabi and she got married at home as well and we both had said that it was maybe nearly better to be away because you know we were home Christmas and then summer and mm-hmm. um that was it so once I was home for those two or three weeks and then like you know maybe six weeks during the summer I did what I could for the wedding and then that was it. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I was back in Abu Dhabi, I was doing my job and I was like, well, you know, I've done what I can. I got loads done during the summer. I got loads during, you know, done at Christmas. So there, it was, I suppose I wasn't obsessing over everything. It wasn't like mm-hmm. every week, every day, there was a wedding job, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe that took the kind of bit of stress or pressure off. I, mm-hmm. I home, you know, can only do so much in a certain amount of time. And then I was like, I'd go back to Abu Dhabi 
and not forget about it but almost forget about it you mm. know like it wasn't and my family and friends weren't there either like when my Irish family and friends so it wasn't as if you always had your mom your sister your bridesmaids always you know asking about, about it, about it. So, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think too, as well, like you said about just comparing it to if you were planning it in Ireland, I suppose if you were here, it's it's easy to jump in the car and say, we'll go look at that venue or we'll, you know, maybe go see a wedding band. But I suppose when you were abroad, you had to be really kind of almost strict in, in doing your research and then narrowing it down. And I suppose that just made you be a bit more probably organized as well, that when you came back, you had to use your time wisely. Because I think when you're you know, when you have so much at your disposal over here, it can get very overwhelming then because you can, you know, go to different shops or venues. So I suppose that is that is a good thing. And probably people getting, you know, that are living abroad, getting married at home could be thinking it's, you know, it's really bad to be doing that, but it might actually be in their favour too. So they're probably just a little bit more organised. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely something that like, you know, I remember at one point thinking, oh, I um, a friend of mine had recommended a venue and, I, I looked it up and thought, God, that is absolutely gorgeous. And it was in the kind of location that we were looking in. And I thought, oh, I wish, you know, in a way, I wish we'd had more time. Mm. You know, if we were at home, we like you said, you could have spent a few weekends going to visit these lovely mm. venues or visit bands. But then I suppose in hindsight, like we, I wouldn't change anything either, you know. So mm. it, I think it is good to have a certain amount of time and you just get it done. You like you get it done. You don't have that that option to go around to 10 different venues and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but mm. in a way it was just like okay we booked it that's it it's done you know that was it kind of mm. and did you have any idea of what kind of wedding I suppose you wanted when you started looking or were you did you feel like you were thrown in at the deep end when it came to kind of venue search and you know civil ceremony versus a church or kind of numbers or all those elements I suppose that make up the day yeah, I think certain things we kind of knew or we agreed on very easily. Um, so we both wanted to get married in a church. So that was kind of, that was easy. We just decided on that um, straight away. And um, like I I'd said there that I'm Dublin, he's Wexford. So we had kind of narrowed it down to, we didn't want it to be in Wexford or in Dublin because, mm-hmm. you know, it would be too far for either kind of party to travel. So we had we were looking at areas like Wicklow and Meath, kind of. Um, so once we'd decided on a rough area, I suppose, then, you know, I'd been to a few weddings in those areas. And so so with my husband, so we were saying like, oh, you know, we liked that venue when we were there or we liked that style of venue when we went to, you know, a certain venue for a friend's wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, so I think, um, you know, we knew that we did want the traditional Irish wedding like especially as well being away I think that was you know even more so we wanted the whole traditional Mm -hmm. like church and you know going to like a nice country house or hotel or whatever you know we we went with a kind of a country house that that was another thing we had decided that we kind of wanted that country house we wanted nice grounds we didn't want to have to travel to get our pictures Mm -hmm. um yeah so I think the area kind of helped us in a way to narrow it down and the kind of style of of venue um, from from being at other vet similar venues um so that kind of helped and I suppose price comes into it as well you know like mm-hmm. when you're looking at things and you're even you might think it's the most gorgeous venue ever but you look at you look at what you want for your day and then you look at the price and you're like oh either that's yes or no so that kind of did mm-hmm. help us cross things up or like you said numbers you know we that was one of the first things we actually did do I suppose was sit down and just get a rough idea of kind of 
how many guests we would roughly be inviting. And once we kind of knew that ballpark figure, there were certain venues that were ruled out straight away because they were too small. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of were like, okay, well, we can't have that. So it was nearly in a way doing that first is, 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 is kind of like a you know it's good because it's a good you tip. Think, mm. yeah because you can just kind of well look it's a lovely venue but I actually I can't accommodate it can only accommodate 100 guests we're going to invite 160 so mm. unfortunately we can't we can't go for that one so yeah I think we did narrow down to about three four and I um visited them when I was home for that friend's wedding and I am glad that I did go to visit them in person um because there was there was one that I thought this was going to be the one. This is definitely going to be the venue. And even though I loved it when I went there, um, I, when I, I just, there were certain elements about it that made me change my mind once I'd actually was physically there in the venue, you know? I just, what you're saying there too about the venue is I do think you get, like you get a feeling from walking into somewhere and, you know, it's, I suppose it's, just, it's probably similar to, you know maybe when you try on the dress you kind of get you just kind of know so I think there's a lot to be said for kind of visiting the venues and and like getting a feel for them and their character because you know could you picture yourself getting married there so I guess that was really good that you you were able to come home and you had the time I suppose to go see those few venues when you were home because if you were going with your gut and just what you had kind of researched it obviously would have been an amazing wedding in the end but it wouldn't be the wedding maybe that you had now because you had seen the venue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do know, actually, I have, a, I have a friend who lives abroad and she, unfortunately, with COVID, isn't able to come home and, um, you know, look at these venues. So mm. she's relying on mm. pictures. But you know what? Venues are actually brilliant at the minute because they are doing um, kind of like Zoom meetings and virtual tours okay. of the place. So that does give you a nice idea as well. At mm. the time when it was when it was me, they weren't offering things like that because obviously, you know, there was no need. Um, now, lots of venues were very, very helpful and they did send me, you know, any amount of pictures and information that I wanted. Um, but like you said, sometimes when you you just have to walk into a place and a factor for us as well was um, we kind of wanted as much as possible for our guests, for all of our guests to be able to stay in the either in the venue or very close to the venue, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the venue that I had looked at and thought this was going to be the one. Um, they were only able to accommodate about 40 guests and in the area there wasn't a huge amount of B&Bs like it would have been maybe you know the nearest one would have been maybe a 15 minute drive so okay. there would have been a lot of kind of organizing um in that Taxis kind of sense and things yeah as well then yeah yeah so that was another kind of factor that helped us mm. to decide what was your venue in the end we went with the Johnstown Estate in um it's me it's in Enfield it's kind of on the Meath Kildare border yeah and it was actually it's it will have since has been um even further recently renovated but just uh we were very lucky when i went to view it and um, it wasn't fully renovated they just started the renovations so i kind of did i suppose have to go my gut a little bit on that one because mm-hmm. i'd been to the venue i'd seen the start of the renovations and i'd kind of seen the older side of the hotel um and thought like I did love it and they they were brilliant and they showed me you know their plans and the pictures for everything they had planned and how they hoped it would look when it was finished so when we got married um it was about 90% finished the only thing that wasn't finished was a couple of guest rooms so the actual venue itself was completely finished so um yeah that was a little bit of a gamble because I suppose I you know you don't fully know but um 
you're putting your trust in them as well I suppose to to deliver and you know hope that (laughs) yeah it turns out well exactly yeah but no it was it was gorgeous and it was it was done really well it was everything was so new and you know because as well I think they were putting a big push on um, having weddings in their venue they mm-hmm. had really put a lot of um, kind of effort and I suppose probably money into the wedding side of things so mm-hmm. their wedding planner was very very good really very helpful really organized they had all um, you know they had kind of little extra bits that just from going to those one or two other venues and maybe just a bit of research as well mm-hmm. I did find that they did give a, not huge things but a little bit more like say you know they, they included if you wanted them they included a choice of centerpieces and which included fresh flowers which I just thought that was absolutely amazing because flowers are so expensive you know mm-hmm. um and little things like that like you know and um, just little extra touches that's great and that's another tip I guess for for brides and grooms is to look at you know I suppose we're all guilty of you might look at the how much is the food and how much you know what's the corkage or how much wine are you getting but things like that like centerpieces is you know some places include like a sweet cart or you know rooms for the parents of the bride and groom things like that are just I suppose people should be mindful of I suppose checking the full offering and and there is an element of bargaining as well you know like I've worked in hotels myself <laughs> so I can I can I can safely say that um there is an element of bargaining with if there's something on on one you know offering that you might like that's not on another you know the, the wedding planner will work with you to, to make sure that you're getting the package that you are happy with as well so it's it's important to check all those little extras um another thing I thought of was, was um you know they had sent us all of the details of the different packages you know package a b c mm. or whatever and and i'm sure i'm sure lots of venues would do the exact same thing but you know we let's say we wanted to go for package b but we also liked you know this element from package c and this element from package a they were mm. really you know there wasn't just like oh no it's one one price fits all so we were able to kind of say well could we swap this for this and mm-hmm. could we add in this and they kind of tailored it for us a little bit which i felt was was great that's brilliant. So was your venue the first thing you booked then for the for the wedding? Yeah, it the was. venue and the, the church, I suppose, because we were kind of doing those at the same time. Um, because I suppose we wanted to make sure like, you know, the venue, I suppose, had had only a certain amount of day available. We knew as well, being teachers and being and living abroad, that we only had certain times that of mm-hmm. the year that we could get married. So it either being Christmas or summer, really. We didn't want to do it at Easter time because, you know, you don't get you, you might only get a week. Um, so we had decided Christmas or summer and I think when it came down to it we decided well the um, Christmas 2017 would have been way too soon because we only got engaged you know whatever seven eight Mm. months previous so that would have been a bit of a rush Um, and then the following Christmas kind of um, I suppose it didn't feel too far for me to be honest I I was kind of happy to go with whatever and a part of me did think oh winter weddings are so gorgeous but um, my husband kind of was like, I oh, know, we'll get married in the summer. He was kind of mad to just <laughs> get it over and done with it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the first thing we booked. We had to check what dates they had. And another thing was we kind of wanted a Friday or a Saturday, mm-hmm. um, if possible, just because it was the summer. And, you know, you're conscious of people going, you know, have well, we do have a lot of teacher friends, but who would have who would have been off. But we wanted kind of the start of the summer and we wanted like a, a Friday or a Saturday if possible so once we'd kind of got that the them available dates double checked with the priest and the church and all that and um, that was yeah those two kind of together were the first two things that we kind of locked down 
And you mentioned um, when you went back to Abu Dhabi, you know, chatting with your husband about the venues. Did did he have a lot of input in the wedding or was or were your bridal party in Ireland helping out? Or I suppose what kind of support did you have um, in terms of the planning or was it a team effort from you and your husband? Um, I suppose, you know, like it was overall. There's obviously certain elements that like, you know, I I did do by myself more or less or else uh, the bridal party would have helped with. You know, mm. but things like no, the venue. Um, he was really interested in, and he, he was. It wasn't just a matter of oh, go with what you want, kind of a thing. Or mm. you know, we we both had discussed, like I said, the area, kind of what we wanted from the venue. We did want, we did kind of want a place that um kind of had that country house feel to it, and that you that had a a place on the grounds to get photos. We didn't really want to have to travel elsewhere for photos. And mm. um, I spe- I suppose that's also because we weren't in either of our home places, so we didn't you know if, if we had got married in my home place or his home place it would have been i suppose lovely and special to go to a nice home Particular area your, mm. yeah but because we were getting married kind of on neutral ground as such we we um decided like it would just be easier number one and it would it, it all around would just be better to go with the venue that um had that space for for photos so that was something that we both wanted and for my husband well and for me as well but a big thing for my husband was um, the the type of food and the type of drinks package that was offered. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted to make sure, you know, he was very big on having a bar in the room. Um, mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought of that, to be honest. I hadn't really, you know, that wasn't something that I would have considered when picking a venue. Uh, but that was something that he really wanted. Um, he was, yeah, he, certain kind of type of food that we wanted so he was involved in that kind of side of things and definitely like the band and the car and, you know, things like that. Mm. But then the smaller details, um, like, I mean, he'd give his opinion, but, you know, I don't know, <laughs> was there a huge interest there? But yeah, overall, I would have said, it, I would say it was a team effort, but the finer details, you know, I kind of, I did like doing that little bit myself, you know, the, the extra bit of decor around the place or the favours for the table or things like that. A little um, finesse. Yeah. Yeah, so for those kind of things, I uh, did go to my bridesmaids for that more so than my husband. I mean, I'd say it to him and he'd just say, yeah, that's lovely or, you know, <laughs> give, a, give a generic answer. But um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I don't feel like I was all on me at all now. Mm, that's good. And what was your favourite part of the planning process then overall between all of kind of, I suppose, the things you booked or the the days out you had or... Yeah, um, I suppose, I think, overall, like, just the general excitement that comes with, you know, all these things, like, I love kind of organising and researching things, whether it's a holiday or whatever, I'm really into all that, so I enjoyed that side of things, like, I didn't mind, you know, looking on the laptop for hours and looking Mm -hmm. at reviews, and I I really enjoyed that kind of thing, but I, overall, I suppose it was just the general excitement around, around even like booking things you know like oh we'd booked our band or we'd booked our venue and it was just it would just be like oh that's another thing ticked off and you know one step closer and that general kind of excitement um Mm -hmm. you know around being engaged kind of there was always something nice to do or nice to be planning kind of a thing um and obviously I loved going dress shopping as well I really liked Mm. that and I suppose speaking of you are known on Instagram for your I suppose your 
your chic sense of style and your love of fashion. Um, and you've really grown a following as well in, in the last year. I've been following you for, I think, about a year now. And I, I just love your, your style. And I mentioned you recently shared a picture of your wedding dress. So how did you find searching for that beautiful dress? Overall, I feel like I probably had an easy, you know, an easy experience. And um, I did buy it at home. Uh, I didn't even really consider looking in the UAE, in Abu Dhabi or Dubai. They have a very particular style over there that wouldn't be my style. It's very, um, I suppose, kind of over the top and uh, just wouldn't have been my style. And, and also it would everything is kind of generally more expensive over there. And I just didn't want the hassle of kind of having to bring a wedding dress home on an airplane. Mm -hmm. So I had decided that I was going to get my dress at home. So again, because I'm restricted to time when I'm at home visiting, um, I had went dress shopping the summer, the summer before. So the end of the summer. So the, um, a couple of months after I got engaged, we went dress shopping and because I, I had, you know, heard from friends and just in general that it's depending on the dress, it could take months, you know, to mm -hmm. come in and that you want to get it altered and stuff. So I actually only visited two shops, um, which for me is actually very good. Um, <laughs> you know, in general, I, I, when I'm picking anything, I'd probably go to way more than two shops. But yeah, I went to two um, and I got my dress in the second shop and I found the whole experience very enjoyable. Like there obviously was a bit of, kind of him and Han over what dress in the end but yeah in general I, I really I, I really enjoyed the experience and both um shops I went to were brilliant and they made they just made it such an experience you know like mm -hmm. you had your mom with you and your bridal party and you know they had a, a little area reserved for you with the, the whole kind of like you know you coming out of the room and all mm -hmm. your bridesmaids like like um oh say yes to the dress kind of thing you know yeah <laughs> that kind of a setup both places had that kind of going on and lovely uh prosecco and just made that made it like a really made nice day out mm. yeah yeah and did you know what you wanted going in or were you surprised by the choice of, of dress in the end because they do say a lot of people go in with one thing in their mind and they come out with something different uh, yeah it was kind of a bit of both to be honest so I did know um from from the beginning the only thing I kind of I knew I wanted something quite simple and classic I suppose I I knew that I kind of wanted something that wasn't hugely embellished or hugely detailed or even though like I at the time when I was getting gay uh, when I was getting married I had obviously you know been looking online and looking on Pinterest and everything and there was a style of dress that just kept popping up it was obviously you know a very popular style at the time I can't remember the name of the brand now, but there they were stunning dresses, like absolutely stunning, so detailed and loads of lace and loads of embellishment. And even though I thought they were absolutely gorgeous, I kind of knew that's not what I wanted for myself. I think overall I knew I wanted something quite, in a way, simple and, you know, less on the embellished side, side of things. I wanted something kind of clean, classic, that kind of a thing. So I knew I wanted that. And I thought that I was going to get a, a fitted dress. I thought, you know, I'm five foot three. I'm quite slim. I thought like that would be the only style that would suit me. So I went in thinking, right, I'm going to go for something, you know, I don't want to use the word plain, but you know, look, you know what I mean? Kind of like an overall like plain dress with uh, and, and fitted. That's what I thought. Um, so I did do that. And I went into the first shop and I 
didn't the girl ask me like what what are you interested in and what's your style and I didn't even have a huge amount of picture screenshot on my phone because I did find actually when I was looking at dresses there's so many gorgeous dresses that you know they were all gorgeous so I, I actually kind of had to stop myself from researching dresses because I didn't want to overwhelm myself mm. um because like I said I, I knew that I wanted that kind of simpler less embellished style but then I'd see one that was really embellished and gorgeous and like oh maybe I do want that you know so um I, I kind of stopped myself from from looking on Pinterest after a while when I went to the first shop then I explained the kind of style I was looking for and the fit so I tried on about three or four dresses that were um quite simple quite um you know nothing not a whole lot of you know detail going on and they were stunning and I thought they were really gorgeous dresses but I just, I suppose, like you said, mentioning all that feeling, I just didn't have that feeling when I came out. And even though I thought like, God, this dress is really gorgeous. My bridesmaids, my mom and my aunt were there and they were saying the same, like, no, it's gorgeous. It's stunning, you know, but I just thought, yeah, no, it's nice. Let's try the next one. Kind of, I was mm. ready for the next one all the time. Um, and it, how it actually happened that I tried on a different style altogether was because that that shop was actually the shop that my friend had got her one of my bridesmaids had got her wedding dress in and she said to me Rachel do you remember when we came to look at my wedding dress and you spotted a dress um that was kind of you know like a, a bigger skirt and you said god isn't that stunning uh but it's not my style uh she said like you know would you would you kind of go for something like that and I was like oh I don't think so and anyway we explained it to the assistant working there and she said I think I have that um that dress or something very similar still in stock so anyway, I tried it on. I kind of had to be talked into trying it on. And as soon as I put it on, I hadn't even looked at myself in the mirror. And I just thought, oh my God, this is so, I think I was shocked as well because I, mm. I didn't think I was going to go for that big skirt kind of um, look. And when I saw it in the mirror, then I just thought like, oh, actually, this is really opening my eyes here to different styles. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt really, what I liked about it was it just felt like, oh, it felt really wedding-y. You know, it felt really bridal. That, that's mm -hmm. what I felt like I felt really bridal and once I put a veil on then I thought oh this is really lovely so um in the end I didn't get my dress in that shop but that did open my eyes to going for a, the kind of more fuller dress style mm. um yeah so in the end then I went to the second shop with more of an idea then of I suppose what I wanted and um like I said I I'd, I'd very few pictures on my phone so actually after that um that dress shop the first shop I was doing a bit more research at home on into fuller style skirts and I kept coming across uh Pernovius brand and Casey's oh, Piero yeah because mm -hmm. they were that kind of like dramatic full dress without having the huge you know lots of lace or lots yes. of uh diamantes or something even though that can be stunning but just you know it wasn't what I wanted so mm -hmm. I love that this 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 brand kind of had the dramatic bridal look without you know too much going on mm -hmm. um so I looked at basically the reason I even ended up going to the second shop where I actually bought my dress was the white rooms in Mullingar and the reason I found them was because I basically googled um Jesus Piero and Pernobius stockists in Leinster and that was the nearest one to me so we went there and the girls were like I said so helpful the shop is gorgeous they do the whole you know you've got your own little private room and um again went there the girl asked what style are you looking for and I explained and I just said to her I actually have a picture of something that I'd seen online and I didn't know what um 
what designer it was. But when I showed it to her, she said, oh, that's a Hayes' Piero dress. I actually have that. And I was like, oh my God, brilliant, it's meant to be. So I tried on that exact dress and that was the one I ended up buying. Wow. I'm just thinking about how so many people say other people pull their wedding dresses. But if your friend wasn't with you in that first shop, she wouldn't have probably reminded you of the dress. Yeah. Which led you to, to getting your wedding dress and, and totally changing your mind. So, yeah, um, yeah. Wow. I know that's it's mad like and she had just and it was probably god it was over it was more than a year I think in the in you know since we'd been there for her wedding dress mm. so and I was I was waiting I remember just sitting there in the in the in the dressing room waiting for her to come out um because it was actually a fitting so it wasn't when she was she had picked her dress it was just a, mm-hmm. I was going with her for a fitting and I was waiting for it to come out and I was kind of walking around having a look and I spotted this dress and the reason it kind of caught my eyes because I thought god isn't that gorgeous but it's never it's not my I it was kind of surprised myself mm. that I was drawn to it and when my friend came out then I said to her isn't this stunning and that was it sure I wasn't even I don't think I wasn't even engaged at the time no I wasn't <laughs> and I that was it forgot about it and then um, yeah so exactly like almost a year later then she said to me do you remember we were here and blah blah and yeah that's so mad that wow. I maybe it wouldn't have led me to maybe I would have mm. stuck to the I wanted a fitted dress you know kind of a thing but yeah I'm glad in the end obviously I loved my dress I really did mm. and I loved my veil I loved my veil your I veil know, I, stunning absolutely I hear stunning loads of brides saying you know oh I couldn't wait to take my veil off or brides that even consider not getting a veil and I'm like oh I'll definitely get a veil I mm. I just think when the veil goes on it's like you just really feel like a bride when that veil goes on and two, like you can change, you can wear the, the veil for the the daytime and, you know, put on a headpiece for the dancing. Like I think people think when they wear a veil, they need to leave it on them till six o'clock in the morning. You you don't. You can actually have like two headpieces. Um, so, yeah, it, it is. And I've seen pictures of yours and it with that lovely lace trim. It's absolutely stunning. And again, it's really classic and it just finished your look beautifully with your blonde curls as well so and it's funny because even though I've only been following you for maybe a year on Instagram but hearing you talk about wanting you know the kind of simple with no embellishments I could not imagine you you know in anything different knowing the style that you have kind of day to day you know that's that's kind of I suppose kind of simple and classic is your style generally so it's um it's interesting to hear you describe how you know I suppose it's always been there in terms of of wanting the that kind of a wedding dress as well yeah yeah and I did like that about the veil about kind of even though the veil wasn't hugely embellished either had that lace trim Mm. I loved that I could go for that because you know the dress didn't have you know apart from that kind of little knot that I had at the front of the dress um and I had did have buttons I had buttons added to the dress actually that was that those buttons weren't originally on the dress so I had those buttons down the back but they were the only kind of I suppose little details that I'd added mm. to the dress so it allowed it allowed me then to you know go for that veil, for that veil you know if you yeah. if you had had a dress with more detail on it it mightn't have worked mm. um mm. but yeah and is there anything else on your big day that you you want to tell us about or any suppliers that were you know really good to you or might be helpful to other brides yeah, I mean, I I was happy with, we both were, me and my husband were both happy with all of our suppliers. There isn't any, I suppose, that we would have said, or we, we, we mightn't go with them again, or that I wouldn't recommend. I've since recommended, you know, my photographer, my videographer to anybody who, who was looking for recommendations. So I had, um, I, I loved my makeup. I had Sinead Murphy as my makeup artist. Um, she was just brilliant. She was 
like she came she came recommended from a friend of mine mm -hmm. and I'm kind of fussy with my makeup and um, actually up until my wedding trial my makeup trial I'd actually never had my makeup done <laughs> like even for a birthday or a, my hair no. or anything like that <laughs> I'm just a bit fussy with my makeup um so that was I, a lot was of really, trust for you to put into yeah. somebody else yeah definitely and she was great because I did have two trials with her and the first trial I suppose because I'd never been for a makeup trial or got my makeup done even though I, I'm very specific with my makeup and I knew what I wanted I nearly just wanted to you know see what it's like just to just to say okay do my makeup and you know what she's known I think for her bridal looks so I wanted her to just do me as she would you know say for somebody who had no preference kind of you know just mm -hmm. just do what you think suits me and I'm glad I did that because um I loved my skin and she used products that I would never put on my own skin but my skin was gorgeous the only thing I changed I kind of tweaked my eyes a little bit so when I went back to my second trial I kind of told her this is what I want and she was so good at listening to me she was you know she said she she really listened to what I wanted and then even helped me more she was like you know mm -hmm. made great suggestions and so I would highly recommend Sinead um my hair I loved my hair as well and with um with my hair I again I knew that I wasn't going to have my hair up um I never even considered it I I I rarely wear my hair up anyway um and I just kind of always knew that with that veil and with that style of a dress that mm -hmm. that's the kind of hairstyle like again kind of simple classic and that's what I wanted but my, with my hair so my hairdresser was actually is my hairdresser who's done my hair for god I think she's done my hair for about 12 years now so um her her salon is hair by Ashley and it's in Dublin um and the girl all the girls there are great it's Ashley herself who does my hair um mm. but any of the girls there I've gotten them at some time over the last decade I've got my hair done mm -hmm. off them all and they're brilliant um who else my photographer was brilliant I loved my wedding pictures I really did and I've heard other people since say that they weren't not that they you know they weren't delighted with their photographer you know friends of mine saying oh you know I I didn't love this photo I didn't love this set of photos and honestly when Emma Emma Russell is the photographer and mm. um, she's a Dublin-based photographer she sent me on the photos and she was really quick as well she sent me on kind of about 20 or 30 um kind of sneak peek photos within maybe a week or so and then all of them came I'd say by September and she had told me you know it's a busy time of year you might be waiting three months but I got them before the three-month period and we were myself and my husband looked through them and we were both like blown away with them because she just had she's such a good eye for for photos like obviously I know I was there she, I was there she was taking the pictures of us but <laughs> just the way you know moments that she captures that, I guess yeah, yeah yeah and like even her eye for there was a kind this kind of um a small little forest area in the Johnstown estate and she had us in there and I was kind of thinking at the time I'm not really sure how these photos are going to turn out you know it's you know I, I wasn't really sure but they just looked she just exactly she just knew what mm -hmm. she was doing basically and she was great at capturing those um natural moments that's that they're my favorite photos in my whole wedding album uh, mm -hmm. are those natural ones that I didn't even know she was taking you know there mm -hmm. she was really good with that same with the videographer I forgot he was there which was brilliant because mm. my husband was a bit kind of like he wasn't looking the most looking forward to um photos and videos you know I suppose it, it, 
you know, if you're not comfortable with that kind of a thing. So he, um, both um, the videographer and photographer made us feel both very comfortable in front of the mm-hmm. camera. And the package that we booked with our videographer, we went with the company Follow Your Arrow. And the guy who owned it, his name is Kevin. He, um, he was our videographer. And we went for the package that had two videographers uh, purely because, um, you know, I was contemplating getting a second photographer for maybe the, an hour to send to where my husband was getting ready in the morning because I wanted to capture some of that as well with his family and, mm-hmm. you know, the groomsmen and stuff. Um, because the photographer herself, Emma, came to our to my house, my parents' house, um, and captured the whole morning, as did Kevin, the videographer. So we were kind of torn between, will I get an extra photographer? Will I get an extra videographer? But um, in the end, it just worked out as a better deal to get the second videographer and he actually stayed the entire day so he was able to you know while the videographer was with us the the second Mm. one was in getting shots of the guests and everything so that was that was a really kind of uh, it was something that I didn't expect to kind of love as much as I did and I've since Mm. kind of recommended to people that if it's if it's a possibility to definitely consider it because Mm. um I just think it added to the video, you know, and it was lovely for me when we got that video back to see, you know, my husband that morning with his ready. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, it's all usually about the bride, but like just to see those little snip, like snippets of him with the groomsmen and him with his mom and dad. And, you know, they had a, they had a pint of Guinness in the bar before the church, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just nice for, for it to see that element of it as well. Mm. but yeah I, those suppliers are brilliant I did have a look at your um you have a little kind of showreel of your video on in one of your highlights on your Instagram and I had a look at it and it's actually there's kind of a different style to it I'd, I'd kind of recommend anyone maybe to have a look at it um I just thought it was really well put together it was almost like a little trailer for a movie or something and it was just the music and the the lighting and everything it was it wasn't your typical kind of run-of-the-mill wedding video type of thing it was a proper you know like high level of production I think videographers sometimes are a little bit underrated in in what they can deliver and it's it's a question that I often get asked is should you get a videographer and I always say yes like I mean photos are great but like the video really takes you back to the moment so um definitely anyone who's looking for a videographer I'd say look at your um your little highlight because I just I just thought it was absolutely fab Definitely. And, you know, that's another thing about people saying like, you know, would you get this? Would you get that? I would definitely recommend a videographer. I Mm. couldn't, I couldn't recommend them enough. Like you say, obviously photos are amazing to have and, you know, you have your photos framed in your house forever. But, and like, it is true. You don't look at your video all the time. You might look at it, you know, on your anniversary or whatever. But I've actually only watched my full wedding video maybe twice because it is long. Mm. But that video clip, um, the one you're talking about, I think it's three or four minutes long. Oh, I actually I love watching that like you know if you want to just reminisce about the mm. day um and yeah I totally agree videographers are underrated and what they can do and I'll be honest when I got that vid got that clip back I was really kind of that was something I was dying to get back more so than the photos I just really wanted to see what he'd done with it you know because mm. obviously I had looked into him before and he was he was actually um came and as a recommendation as well and he didn't have a huge, at the time, he didn't have a, a huge amount of those kind of little clips for me to look at on his social media uh, or on his website. He had very few and mm-hmm. each one of them was quite different. Um, it, you know, it wasn't, 
a certain style um, to to the ones that I'd seen. So I was really dying to see that. And when I got it back, I initially I was obviously delighted with it, but I was I was kind of shocked because, like you say, when you look at those um, three or four minute wedding uh, video clips, a lot of them are that kind of. I don't want not sad because they're not sad, but you know they'd nearly bring you to tears because mm. like, that, that was so gorgeous, that was mm. so emotional, you, you know. And you're like, oh god, that was just like lovely to look at. And there's an element of that to mine, but then there's also, like you said, it's kind of nearly like a like a trailer for mm. a and movie. It's like fun. Just, it's I, there's yeah. just an element of fun. You can kind of feed off the energy just watching it. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. I loved that actually, and that was something my husband commented on. He said he loved that you know you can kind of get from the day that we just had great crack kind of you know mm. is there anything you changed about the day or anything you did I, I really don't think so that's probably a bit of a boring answer but no it's not <laughs> I really don't think so I mean no I mean supplier wise we were both really delighted um with that uh the way the day went like the John Sam State and the wedding planner there were fantastic um no, I, w- I really wouldn't change anything. The only thing that I, I suppose I had to pick something is we had, um, you know, the way you get different, um, you might get, like you said, like a candy cart or video mm-hmm. uh, photo booth. There are these kind of little extras. We, there was nothing that I really, like, I felt like I had to have an extra. I felt like, you know, I, ha- I had to book something extra, but I didn't want a candy cart and I didn't want um, a video uh, prop booth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just... I just didn't want that um, style kind of. So, but I still at the same time was like, oh, well, I'll have to book something. So I got, um, I, I did go for this. And you know what? I actually can't even remember the name of the company, but it is a photo. Um, it's a photo booth idea, but without the photo booth. So basically they give you their business cards and it's, a, it's actually a fantastic idea. But just at my wedding, I found for whatever reason, it didn't work. They give you their business card on their table and you take your pictures as a guest and then you they tell you the hashtag well we decided the hashtag and it was printed on their business cards and they were left on the places um on your set place settings and once you post that picture to your instagram you or and i think maybe snapchat was included as well when you post it using the hashtag um they then will collect all of those hashtagged pictures for you and print them out in polaroids and at the end of the day or the evening, you get this little memory box with all these cool Polaroids in it. So in theory, mm. it's actually a great idea mm. because it's instant. You know, it's something you can take home and it's all of the, the reason I suppose I booked it is because I thought, wouldn't that be great? Like, you know, to see kind of the things that you're going to miss with your guests, mm. you know, what happened at table 10, what happened at table 12. But I think we had 170 something guests at our wedding and I think maybe I got about 30 photos at the end. Mm. So just for whatever reason, maybe it was too new of an idea or something. It wasn't a physical photo booth so people didn't, you know, see it and get didn't up and go into it. it you know, mm. Yeah, or, or for whatever reason, it just didn't really work at our wedding. And I, I wouldn't say I regret it, but at the same time, you know, it cost a couple of hundred euro. And I thought, oh, that was probably mm. a waste, to be honest. But other than that, um, no, I don't think I would at all. Like, you know, like I said, delighted with all the suppliers and in general how the day went, you know. And I suppose I think every bride says this, but like it is hard to take everything in. It's it's hard to, you know, I know loads of people gave me the advice of 
take time in the day to sit back and take it all in. And I did try to do that. And actually, my uh, photographer, when you know that part of the day where the guests go into the to the dining room or the dining area, and you, the bridal party, wait outside for mm-hmm. you know to make your entrance. I did like that my photographer um, and the videographer stayed with us, and um, they kind of nearly. I was, you know, excited and nervous and, you know, to go in and make your entrance. But they kind of said, no, just take five or 10 minutes. You know, you can, your guests can wait. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're only going to wait for 10 minutes and just sit with your bridal party for those, te- it was only 10 minutes and have a drink. And, you know, the event, the uh, wedding planner brought us out uh, a glass of Prosecco and we literally sat there for, I'd say less than 10 minutes, but it was just m- myself, my husband and the bridal party. And that was probably the only time in the day that we were, well, bar obviously the photos, but that we were actually able to sit there and just be, you know, the 10 of us or whatever it was. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that part of the day. So, yeah, I know brides do say, take it all in and try to take moments, but it is hard as well, you know, mm-hmm. to take those moments. That, that, that is something that I suppose I didn't do enough of. Um, but I don't, to be honest, I don't know any bride who, who would say, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I had enough of those moments, you know. Mm, exactly. And I suppose you have so many guests there too. You, you're kind of conscious of getting to meet everybody and, you know, have a word with them. So it's, it's, it's tough too. Um, I'm nearly coming to the end. Um, I've mentioned your love of style already, but what I suppose is now that you're, you know, more of a wedding guest than the bride at weddings, do you have a signature style when you're heading for weddings or, or something that you kind of always pull out of the wardrobe when you're a wedding guest? Um, I suppose, you know, it would obviously depend on the time of the year as well. You know, if it's a summer mm-hmm. wedding or a, a winter wedding, the, I, the only thing that I would kind of consistently do when I'm a wedding guest is I try to not go to those typical, um, wedding guest type stores, you know, like, you know, the old reliables, mm-hmm. like, even though you can get absolutely stunning dresses, like say for example, Karen Millen you'll always get a fabulous dress in there that is like perfect for a wedding but and I have bought stuff in there before mm-hmm. but then you go to you go to the wedding and you, you there's probably 10 other women who've had the same idea <laughs> as you and they mightn't be in your exact dress but they could be in something that's really similar mm-hmm. because you know they are the old reliables like to go to those type of stores and get your your wedding guest outfit so I do kind of try I suppose to look online um, try and see can you get something a bit different but I know as well when you're a wedding guest not that you have to dress a certain way but you know like you you, you do in a way you're you, you obviously want to be formal and you know you don't you, like you don't want to wear white or anything mm-hmm. like that and um, looking back actually on weddings I've been to and outfits I've worn I've worn a lot of jumpsuits to weddings um, which I think some people kind of forget about that they can mm-hmm. be really dressy as well so I've looked uh, back at a couple of weddings I've been at over the last kind of three, four years, and I've actually worn more jumpsuits than I have dresses. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think, again, it's because I, I think when I'm, when I'm picking them out, I'm thinking that'll be something a little bit different now, you know, mm-hmm. like n- not everybody might have that or have something similar and you can get gorgeous, like quite tailored, dressy jumpsuits. So I would say mm-hmm. to anybody, you know, definitely like, I know you can think of jumpsuits and their trousers, but they can really be like, there's, 
you say can really be dressed up and um, especially if you do go for that more tailored look in a jumpsuit or like in a material that's you know like maybe um i've worn a silk one before that can look make it look really um kind of expensive and dressed up mm-hmm. so i would say like you know don't always just go for the dresses obviously the dresses can be fab as well mm-hmm. but kind of open your mind a little bit to maybe wearing a jumpsuit you know something like that think outside the box so last question Rachel is what is your uh, one wedding tip or piece of advice for anyone who's currently planning their wedding I would say that and I actually got this um I got this advice off somebody uh, in Abu Dhabi when I got engaged and I remember just sticking with me and it's actually my husband who said the same thing when I was saying to him like what you know what would be the one thing you'd say um about planning a wedding I mean when he when he said it, I was like, yeah, actually that that would be mine too. Um, when I when we got engaged, one of the girls over in Abu Dhabi said to me, you know, um, enjoy enjoy every little thing and celebrate every little thing. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I said, what do you mean? And she was like, you know, it, you're only engaged once in your life, and obviously it's, it's the wedding is fantastic. It's great to be married, but being engaged is such an exciting, special time and you know um you really want to make the most of it so her advice to me was you know when you book your venue or you you know you take a couple of things off your list like you book your venue and Mm -hmm. your band or you buy your dress or whatever those little kind of momentous occasions in your planning and celebrate them whether it's now you don't have to be going out for a fancy dinner but whether it's you know opening up a bottle of wine or getting a takeaway or you know going for lunch with your bridal party or going for dinner with your future husband and we did that and only now when I think back on it I think oh remember we went to that lovely restaurant after we booked our venue or remember me and the girls went to have Prosecco in this nice place in town after I got my dress you know that kind of a thing and I think by marking the occasion some way it kind of helps you to remember the little milestones in your planning Mm. so I really I really enjoyed that, I suppose, like milking the engagement <laughs> process, basically. So I, base, I think that would be my advice is just to really enjoy it and celebrate it in like all the little things if you can, because it is only once in your life. And, you know, it's, it's such an exciting time that it's really nice to make sure that you mark it and that you get to spend it with like, like your bridal party or your mom or your husband to be, you know, and I think having mm. those memories is really nice to look back on. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's all about making, making the memories. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. And I know that there is a little bundle of joy on the way for you and your hubby. So I wish you the best of luck with the months ahead for your little family. Oh, thanks a million. And thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Lisa's Wedding World. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you would like to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at Lisa's Wedding World.